Hello and welcome to WH Unscripted. Uh, my name is Rudy Brandle, Director of Communications and Publications at the Wardle Hartridge School, and I'm delighted to welcome two very special guests to this week's program, uh, school counselors Dina Congregain and Zoe Giovanni. Dina has been with the school for 15 years. Uh, when we spoke before we came on the podcast, uh, a little uh, surprise how quickly time has flown for Dina. And uh, Zoe joined us last year. Uh, so we have two very capable and dedicated school counselors, and uh, I appreciate everything you do for our community and, uh, and for joining us here today. So I will just ask a couple of questions, have a conversation. You know, I feel like things are going pretty well. Um, I had some apprehension coming back to school. You know, no one had been together in several months and now everyone's back, you know, the students, the faculty, the staff, administration, um, you know, the parents dropping students off, although they're not really allowed in the building. So from your early observations and experiences, you know, in dealing with the stress level and anxiety within our community, Please assess, you know, the general wellness and emotional health um, of our community at this time. Dina, I'll start with you. Well, you had mentioned the uh, the apprehension to begin with, and I think that's very normal. I think that the anticipation of any big upcoming event brings feelings of apprehension, some anxiety perhaps, and especially in this pandemic um, where we've experienced months of being without any social contact and the importance of not having any social contact, it was, it, it created some apprehension to begin with. But I have to say like, even from the first day that um, the families and the teachers and the students uh, rallied up and, and came in full force and they were so excited to see, we were all so excited to see each other that I think that all that apprehension went away and I believe that even students who were online felt connected in a way, but a lot of them, um, after they saw how the opening of school went, are deciding to come back in person as well, even before the first welcome back. Right, I've noticed that more students are, you know, gonna opt to be in person, because honestly, like the human connection and learning in person, a lot of benefits to that. Was always, yeah, I would agree with what Dina said. And I think, you know, all summer we were kind of anticipating, Dina and I, how kids would react to this. Um, and we kind of were, there's a spectrum and all of their people are going to react to this very differently. So the kids who, um, you know, we, who we would assume would struggle are struggling, but they're doing okay. And we're, we have to remember that kids are really resilient as long as, as well as adults. So I think the kids are really leading us in this and they approach this with, um, an open mindset, and I think the, the faculty and staff are following them, and we're all doing pretty well. We're hanging in there, and we're taking it day at a time, which I think is important. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, that's a good point you make about, you know, the kids, because the students and the younger generation sometimes can really fuel, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes your own, like, I don't want to say emotional health, but maybe, that, you know, without being expert, I don't know if I'm qualified to say that, but maybe you could sort of expand upon that a little bit, because, you know, the teachers came back first, mm -hmm. and I think there was a little, like you said, apprehension. And then once you saw the smiling faces or you see that, you know, that seven-year-old child that's eager to learn, mm -hmm. um, that kind of can revitalize you a little bit. Um, you have any thoughts about how everyone sort of, because I, you know, there are, there are certain separate parts of this community, you know, even though we're all one sort of together, right. students, parents, faculty, staff, there's so many, um, you know, so the interplay between that, I think is important. I think it's, you know, we're still kind of in a honeymoon period here, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I think that the kids, I, I've always thought that the kids kind of lead us in terms of the emotional level in the building and just from their pure excitement and willingness to have a different kind of year 
really helped the adults in this building say, you know what, we, we, there was a purpose of why we spent so much time this summer trying to make this right. Mm -hmm. I think also there are cooperation with the rules, I think, you know, and it's a challenge at different age levels to see how enough they're going to keep their mask on, if they're right. going to do the social distancing, what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think once teachers saw that there was that willingness, yeah. I think that Absolutely. makes everybody feel more comfortable. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that when you see little kids, like masks are annoying, I think, for everyone. I know they're, you know, a, right. a hindrance. Um, but when I see little kids wearing them in pre-K, JK, with the no issue, I'm like, I've got to do that now. I got to have that, you know, positive mindset with the mask and just wear it and embrace it. And, you know, I love seeing their faces. Um, so it's been awesome to see them, you know, just accept this school year with open arms. So, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's a day by day thing and it's challenging on so many levels and you, you do need to, you know, have a sort of a little bit of maintenance of your own, you know, emotional well-being. So what were, maybe you can describe some of the most effective ways for all of us to be more emotionally healthy during a time like this. And, you know, are there different things that work for younger students, older students, adults? Maybe you can explain sort of some of the things you guys recommend. And if there are different ways that we can all, you know, cope with this um, just going forward, because it's not just something if you're OK today, it doesn't necessarily mean you're OK tomorrow. So. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, we're in a pandemic. So, I, you know, when I look at the school in general in the community, if you're okay, that's great. But I would expect some of us and most of us to be on some level of anxiety or nervousness when we are in school. Um, but I think my biggest tip for myself and, you know, my students and their parents, um, I really want kids to embrace uncomfortable emotions because, as I said, we're in a pandemic. Um, we're all going to have different feelings about this. So I really want my kids to start identifying what they're feeling. Um, and so I would challenge the parents um, when you're on, when you're dropping your kid off at school or when you're at dinner, um, model for your your kids how to talk about those uncomfortable feelings. Tell them that you had a bad day at work and how you overcame that. Uh, because I think that's how kids really uh, learn from, because, you, you know, we try to avoid uncomfortable emotions at all costs, but that we, we experience them and we have to, deal with them and we will have them for the rest of our lives. Um, so I think it's really important for uh, parents to take that time to talk with their kids, explain to them what, you know, how their day went and how they moved forward with it. Um, and I think that's just really important. Um, and then especially with kids in school, especially the lower kids, it, that changes a little bit. The teacher has to ask the lower, the um, younger kids how they're feeling, help them label emotions. Um, you know, whereas other kids in upper school, middle school, already know most of their feelings and can identify them on themselves. So, yeah. yeah, I think you make a good point about talking to your kids about maybe you having a bad day and how you got through it because believe it or not, your kids do listen to you. <laughs> um, and when adults speak, they listen. Even if they don't seem like they're listening, they're listening. And I think it comforts them to know that these feelings are normal um, and that adults feel them too and I think that helps kids say okay no no I, I'm I'm okay um, but I think one of my biggest things is I always tell people when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed that you cannot put yourself on the back burner because you need to be um, I'm always on my soapbox about self-care you need to take care of yourself. You need to listen to what your body is telling you because oftentimes our body is the thing that tells us first or makes it so we can't ignore 
are what we're feeling. So really check in. If you're if you feel overwhelmed, take five minutes to just kind of regroup, hit that reset button. Um, that's why we give kids time out sometimes, right? right so right. as adults, we need that as well. We need to self-evaluate and say, you know what, I'm not being my my true effective self. I need to take five minutes. So I'm always on that self-care soapbox. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, I've noticed too, my own children have been asking me more, you know, how was your day or how are things going? And, you know, a lot of times kids, you know, don't, that's not part of their DNA to ask those questions, but I feel like everybody's become a little bit more sensitive. Um, are there some specific things, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, and I've seen a lot of people in my own neighborhood just walking, um, you know, and just, I've also heard a lot about breathing exercises and things like that. Are there some specific things like that that you can recommend to people who are just, and, and some of these things might only take two to three minutes or five minutes. I would say for breathing, I, I love deep breathing and there's many different techniques and exercises you can do. Um, obviously if you're new to deep breathing exercises, you don't want to do an extended 10 minute meditation. Uh, you want to start small. So maybe one minute, two minutes. Um, and you can do, you can look up square breathing um, which is where you um, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, release for four seconds, and then hold on the out for four seconds. You can do a crazy eight, and or you can do a star where you're tracing your hand and you breathe in and out as you go up and down. So there are so many techniques out there. Um, and one one will work for one person and another will work for the other. So you really just got to find what works for you and start small. So you can definitely look on um, Google or anything, breathing techniques, uh, guided meditation, and you will find a ton of resources. And I think breathing techniques work well because we're trying to convince our, our bodies trying to convince our brain that we are okay and we're not in danger. So when we do deep breathing, our body's actually telling our brain we're safe, we're okay. Um, so that's why deep breathing works so well. Exercise works well because it gets that adrenaline running and it pumps that serotonin serotonin into your brain, which does elevate mood. Right. I am a big fan of exercise. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but, <laughs> but I've actually jogged and ran more times this year than, than ever. Just because, you know, even just for a 30 minute, get a good sweat. Yeah. It, just, it, it just does so much for you. I think it's also important though that in a world where technology is so prevalent and where, you know, so much is going on in the world that we want to be kept up to date with what's going on, it can overwhelm us a lot. So I think taking that five, 10 minutes, 30 minutes to go outside, um, sometimes that, that information that we're getting from the TV, whether it be our phones, you know, through Twitter or what have you, is very overwhelming. So taking that time outside, especially if you can do it without a cell phone, um, just to get that fresh air, that sunlight, um, I think it goes a really long way just to take a break from what all the information and sensory uh, that you're getting from the TV or what, whatever mobile device you're using. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked a lot about self-care and it's something that I want to continue to have, you know, our, our health and wellness leaders at the school promote, because I feel like everyone in the community is benefiting from, you know, your wisdom. I mean, you know, I, I joked last week with uh, Ryan and Angie uh, on the, on the podcast that, you know, I'm, I'm an academic and I have great respect for, you know, people who teach calculus and, you know, and engineering and, and, and biology and, and all those other things, humanities. But I feel like what you guys do this year is, if not as important or maybe more important, I think the, 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 the support and the, the things that you're teaching our community and helping us with 
Um, this is a year that's unlike any other, obviously. So, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the important, because you guys are at the center of this, you know, basically on, a, on an on hourly basis and dealing with, you know, how are you doing with all this? And, you know, what are some of the challenges you're facing in, in, in your roles? Uh, I think you're fortunate that there's two of you here because for many years, DNA was just you. Right. So I think, you know, we're fortunate to have Zoe and, and you working Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Um, so fortunate to have Zoe with me this year. Um, I think that, um, like you saw, said, self-care, self-care, self-care. And so as, as a clinician, I've learned from the very start work, because I've been in the field for quite a while, is that I have to take care of myself. There's no way that I can help somebody else if I am not in a good place. So I really do focus on self-care for myself when I need it. Um, there are times when I'm reminded by people <laughs> close to me when I need it. Um, but for the most part, I pretty much know when I need to take care of myself. You know, it's like the old saying on the airplanes, you know, when the oxygen mask falls, put it on yourself first and then put it on somebody else. Great analogy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would think, you know, for me, it's just, I, I like to model for my kids and for my colleagues as well that um, when I'm experiencing something uncomfortable, I address it then and there and I let people know how I'm feeling because I don't want, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I just need to let someone know, hey, take it easy on me for today. Um, but I think it's also important and I'm going to try to work with teachers about this as well is that, you know, we can't ask our kids to perform at their best if their emotional foundation is rocky or isn't solid um, because that's the basis of it all. Um, so I really want to work closely with the teachers um, to, to, if they need to, take a step back in their classrooms, address whatever's going on, if they sense that the room is off. Uh, because, like I said, if, if we can't ask our, our kids to perform at their highest level if their level at home, if their emotional foundation isn't there. Right. And you're, I mean, you're offering a service to, you know, to the community or to the faculty and staff every week, which I now is going to be called Wellness Wednesday starting pretty soon. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about that? Okay, well, we decided that we would try to have a forum for different parts of our community once a week. So um, Wellness Wednesday would just be kind of an open Zoom room just to collaborate on what everyone's doing to relieve stress, um, what's working, what's not working, and have people kind of talk about, well, what's working for them, what's not working for them, and get feedback from others. Um, so one week might be with the faculty and staff, one week might be for um, students, per division, um, and one week, one week might be for uh, parents. So that's kind of what our plan is going forward. Great, and uh, you're also gonna be doing some uh, some self-care videos uh, that we're gonna run on Sundays on our yeah. Facebook page. So I wanna put a plug out there for that. Ryan and Angie are also gonna help with that project. So that'll be interesting. I guess my final question will be, and feel free to add any other comments you'd like. You know, what, what really are the most important things that we should continue to reinforce to our community in terms of you know, the sort of the social emotional side of this and, and taking care of ourselves and our children at this time. I feel like I sound like a broken record, but it's really leaning into the uncomfortable and then the unknown and the uncertainty and embracing that um, each day with open arms, because uh, that's the whole, that's our entire school year so far as we know. Um, so I would really just, all of us work together. We're all in this together. Um, and that's a daily reminder for me is that this is new for everyone. And I think that you had mentioned a good point, like if parents or, or teachers feel like things are just off and parents know their kids better than anyone and teachers know their students pretty well, 
that you can stop mm -hmm. and just do a check-in and that goes a long way um, with everyone involved. You know, just stopping and getting an emotional temperature of the room um, and that it's okay to express what they might be experiencing that might prohibit them from concentrating completely on what's going on in the classroom. So I'm going to be reminding people to just be aware of how you're feeling, how others are feeling around them, and maybe step back, stop, and say, is everybody okay? It's, it's really as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And to remind people that we do have some control. At a time when we feel like we have no control, there are still things that are not completely out of our control. And just going over those things for yourself or for your kids or for your students helps that, yeah, you know, we can do certain things and we still have options and choices. So I think that helps in terms of a mindset. Absolutely. Well, I feel I feel very much helped after spending 20 minutes or so with both of you. So thank you so much, uh, Dina Congregain, Zoe Von Germani, for joining us and for everything you continue to do for our community. And uh, until our next episode, signing off from WH Unscripted. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe.